Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have Carlos Condit on the show, the former WEC champion, former interim UFC welterweight champion, and a man who's a legend of the sport. Um, he's fought a who's who, just like my last podcast opponent. In fact, he's fighting my last podcast opponent, Matt Brown, on January 30th, a fight that's supposed to have happened twice already in 2012, 2018, and finally, hopefully, keeping our fingers crossed, it comes to fruition and uh, COVID doesn't play an issue and, and injuries don't play an issue and uh, we finally get to see this match. Um, I've been really wanting to get Carlos on the show for a long time. Another big fan of his, just like Matt Brown. So, uh, yeah, let's talk to Carlos. All right, Carlos, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Hey, good to, uh, good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a long time. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Yeah. So, congratulations, first of all, for your uh, your victory recently with Court McGee at Fight Island. Great fight. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. It it, it went well, man. It was a cool experience being out there and uh, you know doing doing the Fight Island thing. Yeah, great fight, man. Uh, awesome ending to the first round. Did you notice when he got up at the end of that uh, when he when he got knocked down and got up? You kind of stared at him. I think he and I think you actually smiled afterwards. Uh, did you notice his nose was <laughs> broke that bad? I did, yeah. Yeah, wow. It was gnarly. That was crazy. And then just, it was very good of you to like, uh, not rush in and just still fight him so smartly, you know, uh, and, and just pick him apart for the next two rounds and not try and like rush in and, you know, because he's a tough guy. And so anything could have happened if you had got careless in that situation. So I thought you thought, I thought you fought that very, very well. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, of course, we we always want the we always want the finish. Yeah, and you know, I was like, man, you know, you know, if, maybe if I'd have pushed the action a little bit after the, you know, at, at, at the beginning of the second, I could have got the finish. But you know, it still turned out my way, so that's great. Yeah, and with that minute break, man, you never know how much someone can recover in that minute. You know what I mean? Like that's a long time. You know, what about um? So I heard you train with Cowboy before that fight at, at the BMF Ranch. Did you, are you still training there a little bit, or are you just staying in New Mexico with uh, Jackson? Um, yeah, man, I did. I did quite a bit of that camp up at Cowboy's place. Um, and I am still training out there. I was just out there last night. Oh, cool. Um, and that yeah, it's been been a little bit, a little bit different, a little bit uh change in my formula, but I I'm I'm digging it. Nice. And the big fight, obviously, coming up is you and Matt Brown. Just recently had him on the show. Um, how's that? I mean, first of all, you were going to fight him a couple times. I think it was 2012, 2018. Now it's finally happening, which I think is a great time uh, with, with you guys fighting and, and meeting up. Uh, what do you think about that fight, and, and how's it going to go? And then how do you think it's different now as compared to if it had to happen back in 2018? Uh, well, obviously, I'm excited. It's a, it's a fight that we've wanted for a long time hasn't come to fruition because of you know injuries unfortunately he's got he's had to pull out a couple of times but you know as you as you know it's just part of the sport um i as far as the fight man i, I think this is going to be fast and furious i think we're going to go out there and i i don't see this lasting you know I, I don't i don't see this fight going the distance um you know him and i are both you know uh pretty uh I don't know. We're, we're we're pretty aggressive fighters. I think I think we're gonna go out there and take it. Just style wise, it's gonna be a, a pretty a pretty aggressive fight. Um, as and uh, as far as how how it's different, I mean we're 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 all a bit older, and um, I think that uh, you know and and fight years. You know we we age in dog years, man. We fucking we uh 
yeah, we, we, um, yeah, I mean, this is like however many injuries ago right. that we were supposed to fight. But I think we still, we still got it. I mean, both of us are still, um, uh, we're still hungry. We're still, uh, we're still salty. So I think it's going to be an exciting fight. Yeah, he predicts a dominant fight and even a KO. You know, I even mentioned the fact that obviously you've never been KO'd, you know, and, and, and uh, you've had, what, 44 fights, 45 fights, something like that, and, and you've won by, fifth, what, 15 KOs, so half, half your wins are pretty much by KO, um, and, and you haven't had a KO except for the, the leg kick TKO. So, I mean, even though, you know, it's never happened doesn't mean it can't happen, obviously. He feels very confident he's going to have a dominant fight and get a KO. Uh, do you think that's going to bring a lot out in you in this fight, being that his style is so uh, pressure-oriented and, and, and kind of in your face and aggressive, compared to someone like Court McGee where you were a little bit more passive and, and winning the fight more in a smart, strategic way? Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, that, I think you're right. I think him, him coming forward and, and really uh, you know, pu- pushing an aggressive pace is going to bring out you know bring out a different style for me i'm i'm able to fight in a lot of different ways i fought a lot of different guys with different styles um and uh you know i i think this the fight with uh with with matt brown um is is gonna is gonna bring out um some you know it's gonna bring out uh, uh the the best in me honestly because I, I think it's gonna have to it's gonna have to bring out the best in me he's you know uh otherwise um you know it might be a bad night for me yeah, I, you know, I'm a big fan of your style. I'm, I've always been a f- big fan of you, especially. And I feel like we have not a similar style per se, but it's, it's kind of similar. We both are very aggressive. We're bo- both, uh, we've been counter fighters that you've countered a lot of guys and, and landed some big things. Um, and I wish I could have had the Brown fight because I obviously fought Matt Brown. I, I wish I could have had that Brown fight at a different time because like what you're saying, had it not been for a bunch of different circumstances, I would have loved to have had that type of opponent because he is that guy that runs right into you. And for me, I've always been typically a counter fighter. So that would have played into my game plan so perfectly at any other, you know, at any other time, given the circumstances of not only other things, but also the fight itself. We went through a lot in that first round that took, took a lot out of me as well. Um, so I see that being one thing that's going to make this fight very interesting is that you being aggressive as you are and how well you counter with your, your spinning stuff and your, you know, you got your, your, your flying knees, your spinning back fish, your kicks, all these different things. It's going to be fireworks. Yeah. Matt, Matt doesn't have a, a huge arsenal of things that he does, but the things that he does do are, are, you know, obviously really dangerous. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting matchup. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. I can't, you know, fingers crossed. Let's all, let's yeah. all hope that we, <laughs> yeah, you know, both sure. of us stay healthy through training camp and we, you know, third time's a charm. So, so if I was to just ask you just what's your final prediction of this fight, what do you, how, how do you see it in your mind going? Um, I feel like I'm going to get a finish in the, in the third. I think I'm going to be able third. to push the pace. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring some, some different than, you know, kind of a, maybe a different approach than I have in my, in my recent fights and kind of show something that I haven't show something that I haven't in a long time. So, you know, obviously I'm being kind of, uh, you know, cryptic with that. Cause I don't yeah. want to do my, to my, <laughs> too much of my game plan, but, yeah. um, no, I, I feel like I'm going to get the finish, um, you know, l- later in the fight. Yeah. And I noticed you were playing around, not playing around, but you were actually, uh, 
actually you you were doing it quite a lot but the southpaw stance you, you seem to be real dominant with your southpaw stance in the court mcgee fight so I, I can tell that's something you're working on as well um not that that's a huge strategy for the fight coming up but i think that definitely helps you, your arsenal because you know when i fight southpaws that definitely one of the worst things you know my, my track record one of the worst parts of my track record is fighting southpaws so that definitely can play a part i think in in this fight as well if you if you've been working on that Sure, man. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a different layer. Just, just having having a different a different look. Uh, I think is is uh, it, you know, as as I evolve as a fighter, I'm continuing to try to try to add depth and southpaw. I think that that's the most I've ever fought as as a southpaw. Yeah. Um, in in a fight so far. Yeah, and you know, he tested it too. He was kicking your leg. He was giving you. You know, he was giving you a lot of things to, to think about and get you plenty of experience in that position for you to, to take into consideration. So I think that did help as far as, like, give you experience there. Um, how did this fight uh, come about? So I know that obviously you were, you were going to fight two times before. Now it's happening again. You just got a big win over Court McGee. Um, how did this all – did they approach you? Did they come up with this fight as far as the UFC? Or was this something between uh, you and, and, and Matt calling each other out? Or how, how did this whole thing come about? Uh, before the court McGee fight, uh, you know, uh, materialized, we, we were talking about that fight, but he, he, he's coming off a of surgery. Right. So it's basically just a timeline as far as his, his, uh, recovery. Um, they, the matchmaker, uh, matchmakers want to be, have been wanting to make the fight for a long time. So that's, you know, and, and I, I had actually called out, um, a Mike Perry, Cause you know, he's fighting this weekend. Yeah. He, uh, Robbie Lawler dropped out. I was still in good shape. I, you know, I felt like I could have taken that fight. Um, so I, I wanted, I wanted to get in there and, and take that fight, but they, they had their mindset on, uh, on me fighting Matt. That's good to know though. You, so you're in pretty good shape right now, actually. And you still got plenty of time till the fight. Yeah, I feel, I feel really good. Um, I, I started camp this week and I don't feel like I've lost a lot from, from the last camp. I feel really good. Let me ask you, when you fought at Fight Island, did that change anything? Was it weird? Was it awkward? I know that, um, you know, it's obviously not only is it not a crowd, which is what most people think about, but it's like like Star Wars. I mean, it's like the, you're in like quarantines and there's people walking around bio suits and all these different protocols. And Matt Brown fought in Jacksonville and it wasn't quite to the to the craziness that Fight Island or I, I don't know if you're fighting in Fight Island or Apex. So either way it goes, it's still going to be a lot different. Um, but where Matt Brown fought before, it was just no crowd. That was it. And, and a few protocols for the, the COVID, obviously. He still mentioned that it really threw him off. Like, he was really thrown off about it. Like, he didn't, he didn't feel as comfortable fighting in that kind of situation versus a crowd. And then you kind of got more in-depth with it going uh, to Fight Island and fighting, you know, in that whole situation, the travel and the quarantine and all that. How is that going to affect you? Did, did it throw you off? And if it did, are you better? Like, is it better that you got that fight out of the way for this next one, be it wherever it's going to be? Um, you know, actually, man, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a cool experience. Um, very different, um, but not different a bad way. Uh, you know, just, just kind of being really uh, isolated, only having to, you know, like not, not dealing with anybody else other than uh, you know, who, you know, who was there to fight for, for, uh, you know, for fight week. Um, as far as the crowd, I fought in very small arenas. Like when I was fighting in Japan, I fought in a place called Differ Araki a couple of times that might as well have been yeah. the, you know, the, the same thing <laughs> yeah. because the, the crowd, maybe there's like 200 people, it's a little tiny venue. Yeah. Um, 
so there's more people, but they're, you know, the, the, the Japanese fans are silent. I mean, they really don't, it's, it, it's, they, you might as well not have a crowd at all. Um, so, you know, I'm, I've been through it. The, 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 the strangest thing was trying to figure out the time thing. Right. Uh, we fought, I mean, we had to report at like three, maybe three, three forty-five in the morning to go fight. So trying to figure out yeah. the sleep schedule. That's crazy. Um, and that was, that was a little, a bit of a moving target because some nights we had to stay up later to do, you know, do our, our media stuff. But, um, you know, man, it, there's always something, it's always, it's always some, some variable, you know, I'm going to do all the preparation leading up to it and I'm going to show up and, you know, dude, we could fight in a, you know, fight in a bounce house in, you know, on, on the beat. I don't care. Like, like I'm, I'm going to show up ready to fight. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's <laughs> an answer that I would expect coming from someone like you who's fought so many times and so many different people. It was surprising coming from him just because he did fight an ultimate fighter, which was very similar to that. But, you know, all, all variables make different things. So I think either way it goes, it's going to be an exciting fight. I'm very excited to see it, man. And uh, I'm fans of both of you. So it's like I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the action. I love both you guys. I love your styles. We all kind of have that same style, and, and it's going to be a great fight to watch. What is it that keeps you motivated right now? I mean, you were the interim champion. You know, you, you made your way to the top. Um, you know, you fought big fights. You, you fought a ton of fights. You know, you fought a who's who as far as in the division uh, back when I was fighting until now. What is it that keeps you motivated to keep uh, keep fighting, uh, you know, not only to keep fighting, but keep fighting at the best of your ability and, and winning these fights? Like, for instance, this next one coming up with, with Matt Brown. Um, dude, I love this. I love this thing. Uh, I get to go do jujitsu all the time. There's still so much to learn. I'm learning, you know, I, I feel like I've forgotten more than a lot of people have ever learned. Right. And, um, there's, the, the game is constantly evolving. There's, there's always, yeah, there's just always new stuff, man. And then I get to go, you know, last night I went out to Cowboys ranch and man, we put in a, you know, the hard ass wrestling, wrestling practice and got after it. And dude, I just, I love it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good enough motivation, I guess. Uh, what, what do you see yourself like, like where, at what point do you see yourself stopping? Like at what point do you see yourself at a position where you're like, okay, this is enough. I've had enough fights. I'm going to move on to something else. Um, you know, I, I'm already, I already have a couple different things that I'm working on outside of the cage. Um, so, you know, I, I've been making that transition for a little while. I mean, I think that's a smart thing for fighters to do. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still young enough that I, you know, my, my body's still holding up. I think I got, I got a, you know, got a few more fights, got a, maybe a couple more years in me and yep. we'll just, we'll see, man. But, um, I am, you know, I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Like I write, I never thought that I would go this far. I don't think any of us did. Right. I mean, the sport wasn't even what it was when we started this yeah. thing. And you know what it, I mean, what it, what it is now when we started. So, I mean, all of this is just like, you know, this, this is, this is literally beyond my wildest dreams. This is like what I wanted to do, you know, as a kid. And then it all fucking came true. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm just going the ride. All right, guys, it's time to thank our sponsors. And our first sponsor is Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC. And now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast and yours truly. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and you can now save 20% and get free shipping if you go to manscaped.com, M A N S C A P E D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, and you get 20% off 
and free shipping. So when you enter code QUICK, that lets them know that I sent you. So you support the podcast, you get 20% off, and you get free shipping. So it works out for everyone. You get the best below-the-waist men's grooming product on the market, and you save 20%. Boom, shipped right to your door. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by AKA Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort here in Phuket, Thailand. Any and everything you need to know is on akthailand.com. And if you have any questions, you can email info at akthailand.com. We'll answer anything that you have. Um, we're also doing a 30% special on the website. So if you go to akthailand.com and book a group training package right now, you save 30%. That's a third off. Um, and you can use it anytime in the future. There's no expiration date. So you can book it now and you can use it two years from now. It doesn't matter. Um, you can also transfer it to a friend if you decide that you don't want to come. So it's a great deal, akthailand.com. You can book, get all the information that you need. If you're not familiar with the gym, here's our commercial. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. What do you think about these guys at the top now? You know, Usman and, and you know, Masvidal's big comeback, Colby. What do you think about these guys, this kind of new breed of guys coming back, other than Masvidal, who just had a comeback? But, but what do you think about these guys at the top now? Um, tough, man. Really, really good skill set. Great wrestling base. Um, you know, able to push a pace, good strike. He manages very, very well-rounded, uh, high caliber athletes. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, very, very impressive guys. Are you looking to get back up there and get back to these guys? Uh, yeah, I, I am, man. I think, you know, I, I feel like if I get some traction, I get some momentum with a couple of fights. Um, you know, like, like, like we talked about with my training, I've switched up my formula a little bit and you know, who, who knows? I, I feel good. I mean, with Masvidal coming back, like he did in 2019, I mean, anything's possible and you've done a lot. So, I mean, there's, there's nothing to say. You can't come back and be right there at the top of those guys. I mean, you already there higher than Masvidal was obviously you were the interim champ. So I definitely think that was a, yep. you know, a question that, that, that could definitely uh, come to fruition. Uh, what do you think about these guys like Hamzai? That, that came in and, uh, you know, he's had a few fights, but has such good promise and it became a superstar so fast. And, and what do you think about his fight coming up with Leon Edwards? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, dude, is super impressive, man. The, you know, the Chechen, Dagestani dudes are, you know, super dominant. They're very, I mean, I mean, I'm, I know you've trained, you've trained with those guys. Um, you know, just their, their, their base, probably their, their background, just the way that they're raised, man, they're super tough. Um, and then you, you throw them in like a real high quality training camp and they just, they excel. Um, 
you know, I'm happy for the guy, man. He's he's a he's a hell of a fighter. Obviously, um, he's able to you know move divisions. What he's what he's he's had three fights yet now or two two fights. Well, I know he's had like two within like ten days or something like that. So he's definitely had two. I think he's had like three, and then this is going to be his biggest test, obviously with Leon Edwards. So this is the one where people are like, you know, if you beat Leon Edwards, obviously he's going to live up to the hype and be the next big superstar. Um, but Leon Edwards is also a big, a big fight for him. I mean, that's that's a tough, tough fight. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the hype versus the legitimacy. Sure, man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that Hamzat comes out and makes it look easy. Honestly, really. You know, with his with his wrestling ability, I think that I mean, you know, there there's levels, there's yeah. levels to to all that. How do you think that plays a role, like being so experienced as you are when people have, I mean, not only is he really good, we can, we can definitely say that even though he hasn't fought per se a a really top ranked guy. um, How how important do you think it is or how much of a role do you think it is when these guys come out that have so much hype? I mean, do people put them on pedestals more? And I mean, do you think he could possibly get in Leon Edwards head and get a worse fight out of Leon Edwards because he's got so much hype and because he's got like Connor kind of proved I think Connor won at least a couple of the fights that he won easier because of that hype. I mean, he had people, he had their heads going all different ways and, and he was getting so hyped. And when you looked across and saw Connor McGregor, it's, it's like seeing a whole different person than, than a normal opponent. Um, you think it plays a role in this fight and other fights? You think that that hype is, is kind of a, a factor in, in the fight as well? I mean, I think it can be depending on who the opponent is. I don't see that with Leon Edwards. I think Leon Edwards is a is a gamer, and I yeah. don't think that you know I, he's looking to spoil the party. Um, but I don't, you know, with with some of the guys like like with Connor and with uh, Shemaev, there it's not just hype. Like yeah. they they have serious skill. Um, so I, I think more. I, I would say that the belief in the, in himself, momentum that plays that plays a big part in in all of it, more so than maybe the the effect that it has on the opponent. Yeah, I mean the reason Aston didn't compare quite with Connor is Connor has the hype, but has already proved the ability. Hamza hasn't yet, so I was just kind of wondering and what your thoughts were, just you know, because he is kind of going on just hype, considering he hasn't beat that top level guy, though he has showed very credible skills, which you can do against low level guys, but you can also do against high level guys, as Connor showed. So it is kind of one of those situations where Leon's gonna face, you know, pretty much kind of more just hype than anything at this stage uh, until it gets proven. But you're right, I agree with you. Leon's a tough guy and it seems like he's motivated as hell. First of all, hats off to him for stepping up and fighting a fight like this against a guy with hype and not a high ranking. And number two, he is a gamer. He's gonna bring it to him and he's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that uh, Hamzat's skills and just, just his skill set translates like it's you know like whether it's a top guy or you know like who, whoever it is whatever they stand in the rankings they 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 translate i mean he's got that he's got that ability like like uh khabib does to just to just dominate in that you know in that aspect of the game that is you know is uh crucial right if you can dominate somebody in in, in the wrestling game you know you're you have a, a really really good foundation and speaking of Habib, he, he just recently retired, but 
Dana's now saying he's going to come back. Obviously, that's going to have a lot to do with the fact that Connor's fighting Poirier, and and especially considering he mentioned that that Habib's coming back at the same time. He mentioned that Connor and Poirier is not for the title. So going into that, just real quick, what do you think about that fight with Connor and Poirier? Do you think uh, it's going to be a different fight than before? And and do you think Poirier could be? A lot of people's thinking Poirier might edge this fight out and giving him a little bit more credit than they did before. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the foyer that's fighting Connor now compared to the dude a couple of years ago, that that's a different fighter. He's, he's really locked it in, obviously. I mean, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's really come into his own. He's another guy who's come into his own, you know, in a sense, like he's like a journeyman, you know, that, and that's one of the things that, that, that Connor always said, Oh, you know, he's a journeyman, but, you know, so so is Moss Vidal, but they've had this resurgence. Both of them have had a, had a resurgence, and I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a different fight. Absolutely. Yeah, and then obviously they're probably banking on Connor getting that win to fight that uh, second fight against Habib. Uh, I don't know how a second fight with Poirier and Habib would go, um, but Connor is obviously very dangerous in the in the beginning, so it could be a dangerous fight for, for Poirier in the first round and for Habib. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, what do you think about the whole? Like, cause you were at the top, you know, obviously you were a champion and you've been ranked all different, you know, all the way to the top. What do you think about this, this, this whole goat thing with Habib and Jones and, and this whole battle back and forth of goat status and stuff? Like, do you think it's a big issue and it, and it means anything? I mean, obviously Habib is pound for pound because he's still the champ. He hasn't given up his belt yet. Uh, Jones has, but when they start bringing up the goat talk, obviously Jones has got really upset about that. And, and I know you're at, at Jackson and you know him. What, what's your take on, on the whole the goat thing versus pound for pound and, and where, where it stands? The reality of it is it's all just conjecture. Like yeah. it's all just kind of like people's opinion. And, and really, I mean, we could argue about it all day. Um, I, I think that, you know, ba- based on the, the, based on the fighters that, that each one of them has fought, I, I would lean towards Jones. I don't think, but that doesn't take anything away from Khabib. They're both, you know, absolutely phenomenal champions um i don't know i think it's i mean you got your they be they've become the best in the world they are you know they they're ultra successful have made a ton of money um and i i understand legacy um but you know at a certain point it's just like you know just be be a um be satisfied in kind of just having been the the dude even to be named, even to be mentioned in the top five greatest. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was talking to Matt Brown, and he mentioned that a guy that you fought, George St. Pierre, is probably who he thinks is the goat. And it brought up a good part of this because I think you know the pound for pound ranking obviously is Khabib's because he's current. But I think the goat ranking, I think that's opinionated. You know what I mean? Like whoever you think is the goat might not be who I think is the goat. I think it's more of like an opinionated ranking, not an official ranking. And in that case, everyone's going to have a different goat. You know, it's going to it's gonna be anyone. But but I can totally see these guys, well, not these guys, but but John kind of fighting for it because, you know, he's fought a lot of great guys and, and he wants to kind of have that legacy, like you said. So I guess it's a good argument to have. You know, I mean, it's, it's better than <laughs> being the worst, right? I mean, it's he's he's arguing about being the best in his mind. But I just think it's kind of opinionated when it comes to like, anything above or outside of pound for pound current ranking. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. And is there anybody, cause I mean, obviously you fought so many people. Is there anybody that you haven't fought that you wanted to fight aside from Matt Brown that you're going to be fighting soon? 
Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, you know, Tim Means has been calling me out for a long time. Him and I are, you know, we're, we go way back. We were training partners and friends from a long time ago. Um, you know, every, every once in a while, Tim's popping up and, and, uh, and just kind of, you know, not, not like direct call outs, but here yeah. and there kind of, uh, veiled call outs. So maybe, maybe that fight will happen. You know, I know he's, he's fighting this weekend against, uh, against Perry. So, um, that could be an interesting one. We're both from Albuquerque. We'd both train probably, you know, right down the street from each other. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. So if he won his fight and, and you get through Matt Brown, that would be a fight that you would consider taking. Yeah, man. I, I, it's a bit, it's been a fight that's been on my radar for a long time. It's just, you know, time, you know, time, timing is everything in the sport. And getting out of MMA for just one quick second, uh, you probably looked up to at least one of these guys before. What do you think about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. going at it this month? I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I wonder what the, what the motivation is. I mean, they're both competitors. Like, actually, you know what, that, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure that there's a financial aspect to it. Um, we're all prize fighters, but they're both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to say that they're over competitive is an understatement. Yeah. They're probably, they just do this shit for fun. So that, that's a, that, it's going to be fun. I'd pay to watch a sparring session with those guys. And, and the people that are underestimating the, the exhibition nature of the fight, can you imagine those two just sparring? Like, it would not be a sparring match. The second Roy Jones hit him, <laughs> it would just go into, like, full-blown. It would be one of those sparring sessions where people are jumping and breaking it up, you know? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, that's how uh, that's usually how boxers spar anyway. If I, I watch boxing or I watch sparring footage of boxers, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's yeah. not a sparring session. <laughs> yeah. They're they're fighting. They're fighting. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, just depending on where you're at and who, you know, any given day, it could be like that. Yeah. And then since you did mention earlier about the, you know, leaving stuff after fighting in your mind and, and preparing for it and getting ready, what is your end game? I like to ask this to fighters that are thinking about things after fighting. Like and when you're say 45 years old or 50 years old, what is it that your passion would be? Like, what would you love to be doing? um after fighting you know i i think that i'll always be involved in the sport in some some capacity whether that's coaching man i i i have a i have an interest in an interest in helping um younger guys come up and you know possibly managing dudes uh i think uh i think that would be that would be really fulfilling you know to try you know uh basically use my mistakes and use things that that have have uh you know good, good stuff and bad stuff to help guys, you know, coming up in the sport. Um, I have a coffee company right now that I've been, I've been working on for about four years called hundred hands coffee. Oh, cool. We, we have a, we have a shop. I got to open up some, some more shops in Albuquerque, maybe even expand. Um, so that's, that's one aspect. Um, I have a lot of interest, man. That's, that's a hard thing is I'm, I'm like, a uh, you know, I'm an ADD case for sure, man. I'm all over the place. So just, you know, I'm interested in everything, but just having the time to focus on any one thing in particular. So it's hard to know where I'll be in, in 10 years. Um, but you know, entrepreneurism is definitely a, uh, an interest of mine. Cool, man. Well, I have a pretty awesome gym here on an Island in Thailand. And so if you ever want to come to Phuket and train and, uh, not necessarily train for a fight, but just have some fun training and, and, and go to the islands and, and see one of the coolest places sure. in the world, man. You got to let me know. I'd love to have you out here. Have you ever been to Thailand before? Uh, yeah, I have, man. I trained out there for about a month when I was 19. I went okay. to uh, Koh Samoy, the WMC camp. Okay, cool. Did you like it? 
loved it, man. It was an, it was an incredible experience. Awesome. Well, hit me up, man, if you ever want to come out here and, and you'll be my guest and I'll take care of you. And I'm really looking forward to your fight with Matt Brown. Um, it's, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. I've been wanting to get you on for a while. And when I found out you were fighting Matt Brown, I was like, how have I not had these guys on the podcast yet? So I had to reach out to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on, look forward to your fight. And hopefully I can get back with you again, maybe before or after and, and have another podcast. Absolutely, bro. Appreciate it. And dude, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that, uh, that trip out to Phuket. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Yeah, bro. Thank you. All right. Carlos Condit. Great conversation with him. Uh, big fight coming up. He sounds like he's in shape right now. Uh, he was going to fight Mike Perry. So uh, he's ready to go, just like Matt Brown. I think this is going to be an incredible fight. And I'm just – the thing that makes me the most nervous is that they get to the fight. Um, right now with COVID and all these different complications and things going on in the world, it's like a lot of these fights are falling through. So I just hope this happens and they, they both get in the ring and I get to watch it as a fan. The fans are going to win on this one. It's going to be a crazy fight. Both these guys are very scrappy. Um, I think we can all agree that Carlos is very hungry for this fight and predicts a knockout and is definitely going to try and do so. We already heard in the last podcast that Matt Brown predicts the same thing, a very dominant performance as well as a knockout. Um, and being that Matt Brown's a pressure fighter, Carlos is also a pressure fighter, counter fighter. He's, he's all kinds of fighter. He's just a very aggressive fighter in general. I think these two are going to meet in the middle and it's just going to be fireworks. So super excited about that. Um, great to have a podcast with him. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, let us know what you think. We love the feedback. And uh, yeah, give us a, a review on any of the audio platforms. We're on every platform out there. Uh, subscribe. Uh, click the bell for notifications. And we'll see you next time.